Hello and welcome to the Non-Perfect Parents Club podcast. I'm Emma, a mama of two girls, an ex-nursery practitioner and the creator of the Non-Perfect Parents Club. The Non-Perfect Parents Club is all about support, honesty, truths, acknowledging that none of us can be perfect parents because it's impossible and basically just speaking the unspoken. The only rule here is no judgment allowed. I love hearing people's stories, I love finding out about other parents, their family dynamics, their values and how they tick. So that is what this podcast is going to be. Some great honest conversations about parenting, hopefully delving into some nitty gritty thoughts and feelings that will make us all laugh, cry and sigh a big sigh of relief. Hello and welcome to the first episode of the Non-Perfect Parents Club podcast. So normally it is going to be me asking the questions, but today for the first episode, I'm in the hot seat. I'm joined by my friend Lauren and she's going to ask me the questions and hopefully I'm going to get this podcast off to a good start. Hello Lauren. Thank you for joining me. (laughs) Welcome to your own podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Pressure. (laughs) I'm feeling the pressure. Right. Okay. Um, So uh, I have seven questions. Mm Mm-hmm. And the first question is uh, for you to tell us a little bit about your family dynamic or um, slash heritage. Okay, so I come from a very 2.4 children, as I say, family. And I am in a very 2.4 children family. So there's obviously me and my husband and we have two girls um, and the dog. Can't miss him out. And I... Before that, it was me and my sister and my mum and dad. Um, and grandparents-wise, what basically what I'm trying to say is there's kind of... We're a very straightforward, stereotypical family, I guess. There's, we're not sort of any blended family within ours. Um, my grandparents lived in Ireland, so we have got a little bit of um, Irish, her- Irish heritage. Um, my gramps was... Dublin born and bred um, and my nan and my mum are from the Midlands um, Coventry way and then the rest of my family is very much Yorkshire Lancaster we've, we've stuck to our roots <laughs> okay. and that feels feels normal to have that kind of 2.4 yeah setup. I guess that's all I've kind of known really um, so yeah that's yeah okay cool um, so, uh, as you know very well, the main rule of the Non-Perfect Parents Club is no judgment allowed. Mm-hmm. So have you ever felt judged in your parenting? Um, and can you tell us about it? Um, yes. Um, I think I've actually talked about this in a recent post that I did. I think it was on my Instagram. Um, so one of the main, I mean, I've I will have felt judged loads of times, I think, but one of the main things that sticks out to me is around um, behaviour. So I have a lot of, like, internal conflict when it comes to um, acceptable behaviour, unacceptable behaviour with the girls. Me and my husband are both from very different families and it's kind of... I feel like we've had to find a balance in between, so... I think my well, my husband is very laid back and he's come from quite a laid back family. Mm. Um, whereas my family was very, um, I guess, a little bit old fashioned, um, quite strict. And um, there was a lot of things that 
you had to do because it was a done thing um, or it was very like um, very strict around manners and being polite and just as like for one example um, we'd, if you went somewhere and they offered you a drink um, it, it was the polite thing to kind of say no no I'm fine thank you even if you oh, like really? wanted a drink <laughs> yeah I mean that's never been discussed I don't know if, I mean if my mum listens to this I don't know if she'll maybe even realise that but that's what I felt from situations and it was kind of frowned upon if I as a child said oh yes please I'll have a drink or yeah I'll have a biscuit and it was like no okay. no you just you don't do that um, and I think a lot of that came from like my nan right okay um, so there was yeah so I've had a lot of like internal conflict how to behave in certain situations yeah and mm. I feel especially with the wild cat that I was because I was finding my feet as a parent, it was, I was maybe sometimes a little bit too strict. Um, I kind of, I don't have, I, I always try not to have regrets. So there's nothing that I kind of think, oh, I, I shouldn't have done that. I feel like the boundaries we had were right, but I just feel like it could have been a little bit softer with them, you know, rather mm. than being so uptight and rigid. And, and I feel like I've kind of relaxed over time. I mean, anyone that knows us will know that Bunny has a lot more relaxed parenting than the wildcat did, which is mainly down to personalities, but a little bit because I've kind of, you feel like, well, I feel felt like I knew what I was doing a little bit more second time round. Yeah. Um, so how much have you spoken to your husband about the kind of parenting style then? If you say that you came from very different kind of, um, backgrounds in terms of like expectations of behaviour I guess mm -hmm. have you yeah. do you work together quite a lot um, for a long time we were probably quite against each other like um, I would do a lot of the, the boundary setting and stuff and then if I wasn't there he wouldn't because he maybe de necessarily didn't I don't know if he didn't agree with it I think he's probably changed now I think we're more balanced out now um but I know there was a lot of stuff and I think he did he would have thought that I was very uptight and too strict um it's really hard isn't it because that's is. a conflict in itself yeah in terms of, and it's really yeah. hard then to kind of set a boundary and, and manage behavior when you're both on completely opposite ends of the scale mm. um so we yeah we have had to find a balance um I don't know if we've necessarily found our balance, but we've definitely worked at it and we're a lot more um, balanced, I guess, than we maybe were initially. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so that is one thing that I've kind of always been conscious of and say like out and about or with friends or whatever and there'd be like stuff, if mainly with the Wildcat, if she'd be doing stuff and I'd feel like I'd have to you know, step in, and then, then I'd be conscious, like, should I have stepped in, um, am I being too strict, and I know there's, there has been, like, comments mentioned in the past, not, like, nasty or anything, but, you know, where you just get the vibes, and you know that people are thinking, oh, like, you know. You feel the whole world's watching you. Yeah, basically. yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think that's, I mean, a lot of other stuff, I don't really care, um, people can judge me and I just think yeah whatever I'm the parent and 
I'm I'm confident now in my who I am as a parent and my parenting abilities. So there's not a lot I don't think that really bothers me. Mm. But that's the one thing that sticks out in my mind that has always I've always been really conscious of and, you know, like, am I doing am I doing this bit right? Is this the right thing to do? Yeah. And then that comes back to the whole the whole premise of what you do, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So it's a very generalised question, but how do you feel about parenting? Okay, is it good? Is it bad? Has it changed you? And have you got any regrets? Oh, um, I know that I'm a good parent, which I think we have to say for a long time, I didn't know that I was a good parent. Um, I would have never, ever have said that when the wildcat was small. But I think as I've... Um, being a parent for longer as the girls have grown up and as I've got older and the more that I've kind of done this support stuff and the non-perfect parents club um I've realized that do you know what I am a really good parent and I think it's important to say that because so often we feel like we can't say that um it's something that I'm always working at I kind of never just stick to my one channel of parenting if that kind of makes sense I'm always looking at different um theories of things I'm always looking at different things that can do um ways to manage behavior ways to connect with the girls communication um all that kind of stuff do you feel like your girls benefit from that as you kind of take on that yourself I hope so I think I think they do um I think for me as a parent, it's important to, because obviously as the girls are growing, they're changing too. So if I just stayed rigid in my parenting, I'm going to struggle to connect with them. Mm. Um, so I think it's important to do that. So yeah, I think they must benefit from that really, because I'm always looking at, ha at who they are and how I can best meet their needs and connect with them. Yeah, so it's not um, a one-size-fits-all, is it? Yeah. It's very um, unique yeah. to the context of yeah, where, yeah, you, definitely. where you are. Um, what was so has it changed you? Has parenting oh, changed yeah. you? Yes, definitely. I think that's... I always say that um, becoming a mama was like the making of me, and I honestly think it was. Um, just It's just opened my eyes completely to the world I guess and people and what's important in life um things that I care about that I wouldn't have probably even entertained before um yeah it's just it's changed my whole outlook on life okay so you said very briefly in the last uh, question that you kind of regret maybe feeling or allowing yourself to feel quite so judged early on mm -hmm. um have you got any other regrets um, I don't know. I always try not to have regrets. I kind of, anything that I do that I think, mm, that shouldn't have happened, I shouldn't have done that, that was a bad choice. I, I kind of don't think of it as a regret. I try and make it as a learning curve. Um, I hope that doesn't sound like too pretentious, but that's just kind of, I don't want to, my long-term thing is I kind of want to leave like a good legacy behind so for me having regrets isn't how I want to do my life I want to kind of look back and be able to say oh god yeah I did that and 
and laugh about it rather than be embarrassed by it or mm. think, mm, you know. I mean, obviously there's stuff that I, I, in life that I wish that I hadn't have done, but in terms of parenting, I don't think, there's nothing that springs to mind anyway. I guess that's kind of ties in with the idea of non-judgment as well though, doesn't it? Yeah. So yeah, it's yeah. kind of living in that, in that headspace. Yeah. Yeah. Um, not judging yourself too much for it. Yeah. That's and it. And looking forward yeah. instead of back. And I think to be able to kind of move forward as a parent, you've got to do that. I mean, it's no secret that I had, that I've got anxiety and at one point that that was really bad. And I think in that time I kind of was stuck in all the like angst of what I was feeling and what was going on. And if you kind of stay stuck in that, mm. you, you don't get anywhere. And it's a bit like self-sabotage, I guess. And that isn't how I want to live and it isn't how I want to feel. And I don't want the girls to see me like that. I'm always trying to think like, am I being a good role model to them if they were doing what I'm doing now, how would I feel? And that often will kind of, like, give me a kick up the arse, I guess, mm. to kind of be like, right, come on, if, you know, you've got to set the right example to your girls. Mm, interesting. Okay, so is there anything in your life that has shaped how you parent, would you say? Yes. Um, this is quite a hard question for me, actually. Um... I'm a pretty open book, but there's, I guess, some things that I probably won't talk about around this because it'll involve other people and this is about me. Mm. Um, I didn't have a bad childhood. I had a really good childhood. But there are lots of things that kind of I wanted to do differently. Um, and there's kind of a lot of how I parent is based on my experiences I guess and mainly my feelings and mm. that I don't want the girls to feel how I did growing up um, so I didn't have any support um, I didn't have any backup so like I said my grandparents lived in Ireland um, we saw them once a year twice a year at a push um, my other set of grandparents I'm not going to discuss because that's a whole whole different story Um uh, but yeah, so it was literally just me, my mum and dad and my sister. Um, and there was, we had a few like family friends and stuff, but no one close. We didn't have a network. We didn't have a community. Mm. Um, and then my parents started their own business. So they were like putting everything into that, which you have to do when you start a business. Um, but I guess I felt quite lonely. Um, I was going to say, it sounds like you felt quite isolated. Yeah. And, like, that's... I don't I don't like that feeling. I think, like, my mum and dad are quite happy to kind of... They quite like living in their own space and they're happy mm. with that, whereas I'm a bit different to them, I think. And, it yeah, I did feel quite isolated. Um, so something that I kind of prioritised for our family, as in me and my husband and my girls, is we've got quite a... A, a good strong community around us of like friends and um, mm. our friends of kind of our family um, and I'm always kind of trying to do do stuff to like create and strengthen that community I guess and ensure the girls have got other people around them so that like 
I mean, obviously, they're getting older now, and I know that we are going to fall out. We're not going to see eye to eye, and but I want them to be able to have people that they can go to when they need someone, even if it's not the fact that we've fallen out. Maybe they just want someone else to talk to or just want to get out of the house for a bit. Um, so it's people that they feel kind of like a role model, I guess, but yeah, people yeah. that they feel 100% comfortable yeah, with yeah. and um, uh, feel welcomed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And just having that backup. Mm. Um, that's one of like the main things... Um, the other, I guess, the other things are kind of like um, communicating with them, um, and not not being too like I've mentioned already rigid in my parenting, um, and yeah, just being able to connect with them. Yeah. Um, I've lost track of what the question is now. <laughs> no, sorry, I suppose that comes quite naturally to you, then, doesn't it? To have that communication so it sounds like just as a person you're not very into the rigid style of parenting yeah. anyway yeah um and it maybe didn't suit you growing up yeah. as such so yeah. it's kind of something that is very much a part of who you are yeah and how you will then obviously parent yeah yeah and it's a massive driving force isn't it for what you do for other parents yeah. as well yeah okay um so coming back to values you mentioned that right at the start mm-hmm. i think um in your intro yes so what's your biggest value when it comes to parenting or you can discuss um, more than one but maybe yeah, try probably. and focus we could talk for <laughs> yeah, five hours um, so maybe yeah the biggest one um i think the biggest one is probably connection with the girls um i think it's so important because if you haven't got that connection with your kids you you're gonna it's not gonna work like if if you've got that connection you can you you can overcome any Mm, anything you know like that yeah um and for me like with yeah i guess anything that i could go on to say now the root of that is having a good connection with them um so that is like i think the most important thing to me um and I always say, like, I want my intention when I'm parenting is, I say this now because we've not hit the teen years yet, mm-hmm. <laughs> but I want them, once they're grown and, and they've left the, flew the nest, or whatever the saying is, um, that they'll always want to come back to me. And it won't be because they feel they have to, it'll be because they want to. Because they've got that genuine connection. Yeah. Um, and so can you share maybe just one or two ways that you try to build that connection? Oh gosh, putting me on the spot I now. I don't know really. What do I, I mean? Hmm, what do I do? Off the top of my head, I can't think of anything. I guess I try and a lot of it's to do with being flexible and. Um, doing things that make them feel loved and know that they're valued um which is really hard to answer because they're both so different yeah um and that's a really hard part of parenting like I think the way I parent I do sometimes make it harder for myself but I do that because I'm playing the long game yeah not I kind of guess I don't always parent in the here and now 
which obviously I do sometimes because I lose my shit and everything like everybody does but I'm always thinking about the long game rather than you know what's do you think do you think your girls <clears throat> because you've said that they're very very different and you mm-hmm. kind of have to be very mindful of that when you are connecting with them do they are they aware that each other's that you're making a, a different connection with them I don't know Does that if that makes sense yeah, uh, yeah I think so I don't know if they're necessarily aware but I try and make them aware Um, So I guess, in answer to your question about what do I do, communicating is like a big part of connecting. It's having good communication, which I don't actually think a lot of people do. I think being a good communicator is a really hard thing to do, Mm. um, and you've really got to work at it. Um, So, like you're saying there, there'll be times where... um, I've found, like, um, for instance, when Bunny was a little bit smaller, she obviously needed a lot of attention because she was smaller and the wildcat was that bit older. And I had to kind of not reassure the wildcat, but we had a, quite a few conversations around why it might feel like Bunny was getting more time. It wasn't the fact that she was getting more time. It was the fact that her needs were different. Mm, okay. um, so I guess what I kind of do is a lot of communicating and explaining and um they probably get sick of me I know they get sick of me like (laughs) saying stuff and like are you all right and trying to communicate with them but I think they know I'm doing it with the best intentions so well hopefully when they're older they will (laughs) the long game yeah (laughs) (laughs) okay what's been your biggest challenge so far um, I think the biggest challenge, it, this is something I talk about quite a lot actually, and it's, um, I guess, becoming the parent I am with next to no support. Um, I often talk about how I've not had any support as a parent or very little support. Um, and I think that to be the parent that I am with that, I think I've done really well to do that. Um, and I think having the strength to be the parent that I want to be, I know from like the parents that I speak to, um, and the stuff that I do that there's so many of us out there that parent in a way that we feel we have to, or we should do. And it's often governed by, um, partners or family or friends. Um, and I kind of, try not to let that happen to me um and it's not easy it's been really hard to do that um but I'm quite proud of myself for like having the strength to do that it sounds like you're really trying to make it very authentic to you so when you when you say that other people and you've spoken to lots of people obviously with the work that you do um people struggle with that themselves because like you say the influences yeah yeah society or Um, their family set up or or whatever yeah and I guess when you've when you start out when you become a parent all you know is what you've lived as a a child and then you know depending what age you have your your kids obviously as a as an adult your relationship with your parents and family um so it's not always easy to kind of look outside the box or look outside what you know and so many people just repeat the parenting they know 
Um, whereas I don't feel like I've necessarily done that. Um, so like breaking the mold. Yeah. yeah. And I feel like I've kind of, um, this is a whole other topic that I won't go into today, but I feel like I've kind of tried to break the generational trauma um, and do things differently. Like the stuff that I know within my family that's, it, it's come down from it's you know stuff that my, my nan experienced and she parented in her way because of that and then that kind of passed down onto my mum um, and I know that my mum struggled with a lot of things so I've kind of tried to break that cycle a bit and rather than repeat it I've tried to to break it and it's very very different isn't it the generations now yeah, like massively yeah, just, just going up to like your parents and then your grandparents and mm -hmm. beyond. The world is such a different yeah. place right now. And do you know what? Something I should have mentioned that very first question actually when we were talking about like um, heritage. So my nan, um, she was adopted as a baby. It's a really cool story actually. It's like something that should be in a, in a book. Um, so my nan's birth mum was a maid at a big manor house and we worked it out to a New Year's Eve party and she got in a bit of a situation, let's say, with the Lord of the Manor. Oh my goodness. Um, and came about <clears throat> my nan, um, but she was adopted and her birth mum had four children, but my nan was the only one that got adopted. So there was a lot of yeah. trauma, I think, around that that kind of passed, passed down. So, yeah. Interesting. <laughs> Okay, so what do you wish you could change about parenting in general? So mm. as in for everyone, which is your mission in life, yeah. and it's what you do, so I'm sure you've got <laughs> this a fair, like fair amount to say on this. This is a huge question for yeah. me. Um, like you say, this is essentially, this is why I'm doing the Non-Perfect Parents Club, because when I became a parent, there was so much with the world that I was like, oh my God, like I just want to change this, I want to make it different, I want to make it better. So when, just as a little side thing, when when was that kind of moment of realisation? When, at what point, how old was she? You know, when when did you think, hang on a minute, I need to do something about this? Um, I can't actually remember how old the wildcat was, um, but I remember her being a baby before one, but not a tiny baby. I guess it'll probably be maybe six, seven months. Um, and it mainly, I just... I was quite lonely. I was the first one out of my then friends to have a baby. Um, and because obviously everyone else was at work, I was on my own. Um, and all I'd wanted to be was a mum. And so I literally put everything into being a mum, my heart and soul. Um, I lost myself um, and just became mama. Um, I've gone off on a tangent now and I can't, no, I can't remember right. the point of no, why no, I was saying this. No, it's obviously a time that you're just kind of reflecting um, on, isn't it? But yeah. um, it was just, for me, it's just really interesting that you kind of had this bit of epiphany and it was just like, what drove you to then do, yeah, to I, create this? Yeah, so it was when I was kind of, I guess, in the depths of the deep, dark depths of early motherhood and advice and stuff like that and that was at the time of like online forums and stuff and mm. any forum you went on people just turned against each other and was arguing and I'm not about that like that that isn't for me and it was like well where'd you get advice from then 
any like professionals you turn to it was all very textbook which again that isn't really me mm. um and I guess that was when I kind of thought well another thing was there was a few of us that we all had babies at once but I was the first one and everyone else was maybe five or six months behind me I think um so I'd get friends kind of you know just chatting in conversations but they were coming to me asking advice and stuff and I felt like I was answering questions or sending them to the right place and stuff like that and that was kind of where I thought hang on a minute there's a gap here yeah yeah yeah, um, we need something there isn't anything out there and another thing was like as I kind of got a little bit further into motherhood I, I didn't and I've talked about this before as well I didn't really feel like I fit in because I loved being a mama um, I put everything into it, I enjoyed it, but at the same time I wasn't like his stereotypical, quotation marks, <laughs> earth mum or, you know, what, what the media portrayed as a good mum. I, you know, I was still the kind of, I was still who I was, I swore, I was, you know, not like, um, I wasn't that kind of person and I guess I struggled to find where I fit in to and the balance between the two yeah and even just like you know like looking for groups and stuff it was like well where do I fit in because I'm not I don't fit into one of the stereotypical groups that I was finding and that kind of that kind of put me a bit out of balance as well for a while I felt quite lost because I I guess I didn't really know who I was yeah, so that's like big questions about your identity and yeah, things, isn't it? Yeah, and I think that's maybe where I've come to the point where I'm confident in who I am and who I am as a parent because I didn't know who I was, I didn't know where I fit, um, so I guess I just kind of cracked on with it and thought, right, we'll stuff you all, I'm just going <laughs> to do my own me and yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, I just... I, I didn't, like a lot of what I've talked about again is not having support, I kind of noticed as well that there wasn't the the village anymore. We were, I have a big issue with like the media when it comes to parenting because I feel like they've caused a massive, I don't know what the word is, but like I feel like we're, it's portrayed to us that we're meant to do this alone Um the villages are a thing of a past. You don't rely on your neighbours, your friends. You ha- you chose to have a child, so now you have to do it. And I don't think that's the case. We were never, ever meant to parent alone. And I, I don't think we can do it alone. We need that village to be a good parent and to not just survive as a parent, but thrive as a parent. Mm, that's really interesting. Yeah. Ties, um, it's that sense of community, and I guess it comes back to that feeling of you feeling quite isolated and lonely. Yeah. And knowing that that didn't feel right for you. Yeah. And I think mm. we owe it to our children to thrive as parents because we're raising the next generation. And when we send them off into the big, big wide world, we, have, we don't own our children. We, we can't make them be who we want them to be. We have to let them be who they are and who they want to be. And we have to support them in doing that. Um, so we as parents need the support to be able to thrive as parents so that we can raise our children to then send them off and then they will be 
these amazing human beings. Yeah, love it. Okay, fabulous. Well, that was my last question. Okay, well, thank you for, uh, for being the host today. My pleasure. I hope you've all enjoyed listening to the um, first episode. I didn't go off on too much of a tangent, I didn't think, no, for I think once. Well, I think we've well. done, yeah, done quite well there. Um, I'm hoping to um, get guests on this um, podcast for you all to answer the same questions that I have. So if anyone would like to come and sit in the hot seat, um, please get in touch. I don't know yet how... Um, often this will be recorded and um, if you know if you follow the non-perfect parents club and know what I'm like you'll know I'm a little bit um what's the word I can't think of the word now but I will keep everyone updated as to when the next episode um goes live but thank you for listening I am really excited to launch this um and yeah that's all from me thank you bye